What's up, dirtbags? Welcome to episode 247 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman, and I'm joined, as always, by my buddy, Matt Deitch. What's going on? No, just feeling kind of jolly. Kind of jolly. Kind of <laughs> jolly, yep. Uh, you uh, you rode, uh, rode your sleigh behind a bunch of reindeer uh, yep. 24 hours straight, and uh, um, you're back from the big trip. Yep, hauling all kinds of fishing equipment to all the good boys and girls out there. So all the You good get a Vexlar. You get bags. a live scope. You uh-huh. get a... Yeah, just uh, how just, how how awesome would it be to have that much money? Where you like, just like Oprah show, Winfrey money? <laughs> yeah, just just show up at a lake with a with a truck full of Vexlars and just start handing them out to people. That'd be badass. Like you're pulling them around in in your in your sled, and you're just walking up to people, and if they're like, you're like, hey, how's it going, partner? And they're just like. If they're just like, uh, leave me alone, you're just like, no, nah, I go yep. keep on walking. Piss on that guy. <laughs> yep. And then you walk up, and there's some other people. They're like, oh, you know, all right. It's like, here, here you go. This is for you. Yep. Now that that would be that'd be a lot of fun. That'd be a that lot would, of fun. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, I feel kind of cool, kind of cool about it when you like hand somebody like some baits or something <laughs> like free, that. Free toothpick. Yeah. It's like here you yep. go, and it's just like, yep. and they're just like, but they're just like, oh, that's awesome. Thanks. And it's just like, oh yeah, you know is the season of giving so yep that's right uh how are you doing i'm good i'm good i'm good. good uh christmas uh christmas is behind us um uh i had you a good survived? christmas yeah i had a good christmas uh for me personally uh my traveling uh when it comes to christmas is a uh, uh two blocks uh, <laughs> over to my parents um had some family that wasn't able to make it up due to the weather on uh on christmas day um but uh We'll we'll see if we can reschedule something. Probably end up doing uh you know maybe a little family get together in March or who who knows what. Uh, um, you know it gets to be a busy time for everyone. It's not a busy time. Freaking life's just busy. Yeah, you know right. how it is. Yeah, you know it's, it's always... like man, summer's busy. Man, winter's busy. Oh gosh, spring is so busy. Yeah, fall's busy. You know what? It's all busy. It truly yeah. is. There's there's no downtime. I don't care who you are. There's just no downtime. But uh, hopefully we can hopefully we can get it together. Uh, um, they they head up to Okoboji a lot in the summer, so it's not like this is the one time a year that we get to see them. But it would be nice to uh, to get together and and. Uh, you know, hang out for a day, but, uh, we'll see, uh, we'll see if that works out. Um, this week's episode, uh, obviously brought to you by, uh, Dakota angler over in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, as Matt mentioned last week, uh, they did the 12 days of Christmas. Uh, they had, uh, a lot of gear on sale. Um, they had, uh, hub shacks, they had clamorized suits. They had, uh, golly, Daiwa, was it Daiwa Reels? Uh, yeah, Vexlars on... Walleye Nation yeah, Creation yeah, stuff, just, uh, some Aqua Views, or maybe it was a Markham. It was a Markham. Camera, but uh, they had a lot of stuff on sale uh, for the ice fishermen. Um, go out, check out their website, www.dakotaangler.com. Um, even the stuff that isn't for sale, uh, still great prices. Um, load up the cart and, uh, use code dirtbag at checkout, save yourself a little bit of extra money. Um, $40 Rapala sweatshirts right now. So if you need a, uh, sweatshirt to wear underneath of your ice bibs and ice jacket, uh, hit up one of those. But, um, um, they also will be open on new year's Eve, 6am to 5pm and new year's day, 7am to 7pm. So you can always stop in there. 
You bet. You bet. Um, and yeah, that's, well, that's heck. That's only six days away. It's now. crazy to think about. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see you guys next year. God, I, I love doing that joke. Yeah. So that's do one I, of my I did, favorite. I, you think it's the best. You try to teach <laughs> a bunch of young kids and you're telling them, well, that was your last PE class of the year. They're just like, look at you. Like what? what? Yeah. We don't get it the rest of the year. Nope. Nope. <laughs> and then you get every once in a while, you get a couple of them. Like I always say that are too smart for their own good. And no, they're like, their dad just, already pulled. Them yeah. On that yeah. There's like that. That just means that it's 2024 is when our next one will be. And it's just like, shut yeah. up, kid. <laughs> shut up. But yeah, no, stop in there and see those guys. I stopped in there, did a little Christmas shopping. Did you? Yep. Get I'm always there. anything awesome? I, well, I did. I got myself, uh, you know, one of the clam uh, spooler oh, yeah. reels and stuff like that and some line for it. I uh, got my nephew some gear. Heck yeah. You know, just kind of went into the shop and hung out. I mean, guys, like Scott said, stop in there and check it out. They have so many things. Like, like I was walking around, it's like, whoa, they got these. All right. You know, it's like... The, the selection is just crazy. Yep. I mean, it's just crazy in there. So uh, stop in, and we're going to get ice. Eventually we'll get it, and we'll be out there ice fishing. So just keep getting your stuff ready to go. Yep. Big box store uh, selection. Still a small town mom and pop's bait shop. But, you know, that uh, we, we talked about it a little bit last week, and I really want to touch on it again this week. Um, you know, the bait shops, it don't matter where you are. Uh, every, everyone's now basically december's a wash yep basically december's a wash and and uh you know you're talking about bait shops guides um lodge owners uh you know in anyone that's directly related to the fishing industry that you know geared up for you know december you know december everyone's going to be getting out on the ice december we're going to be selling bait december we're going to be selling jigs uh you know, now, now everyone's got their fingers crossed and they're praying for January. And, uh, you know, these, these, uh, these guides have, you know, machines, uh, whether it's a snow bear, whether it's uh side by sides, whatever, to be hauling customers around and they're sitting still. And if they're sitting still, they're not making any money, you know, bait shops, you know, they, they took in major amounts of inventory, getting ready to, to sell it. And, and, and don't get me wrong. They're still going to sell it, you know, in January, they're going to sell it in February and March or whatever. But, uh, it's, it's one month less that, uh, that they're getting to sell their stuff. And, you know, if, if, uh, if, 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 if you're, if you've got some stuff that you want to get by and go out and, and, and I'm not knocking shields and I'm not knocking Cabela's or Bass Pro Shop. Don't get me wrong. Those those stores all serve their purpose too. But I can guarantee you everyone could quit shopping there for, for three months and those places are still going to be in business. Yep. We you, you, Times like this, you got to help out these small mom and pops bait shops because um, the, the, they don't get to just float it. They the, That's not how life works for them. And, and uh, you know, don't get, like this I said. This is their uh, livelihood. Yep. I'm, I'm not... Uh, I'm not knocking Shields. I still go to Shields. I, I still go to Cabela's. I still go to Bass Pro Shops when, you know, when I'm around one. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying boycott those big box stores. That's not what I'm saying here. Uh, but but do go check out those small mom and pops bait shops. Uh, patronize them, uh, you know, whether it's Dakota Angler or whether it's, you know, uh, stands over at Okaboji or whether you're whether you're up north and, and got a different one, the the bait box in Lake Preston or whatever. Yeah, it, a lot it, of these it don't little matter. towns it have, don't matter. Yep. have the mom and pop shops. And uh, 
they do their best to get you what you need. And I mean, there's sometimes you get somewhere and you're just like, oh crap, you know, I don't have this and you really yep. need it. Uh, you can stop in there and <laughs> hopefully they have it. Uh, most of the times when you stop in there to get bait as well, you know, <clears throat> they're going to have reports. Yep. And, and sometimes yep. they're the ones that have, you know, the most recent reports and they're going to try to get you in the right direction. So, you know, don't always just buy the bait there. You know, maybe if they have some tackle, a different supply, maybe pick up a few things while you're there too, just to help support them. You bet. You bet. Did you get any, uh, did you get any Christmas, uh, presents that were fishing related? I did. I got, well, most of my stuff is usually fishing related. Uh, okay, well, tell I us got, about it. I got some of those Arsenal bait bags. Okay. For okay. the boat. Yep. You know, I always yep. put my soft plastics in just Ziploc bags and I'm sick yep. of those ripping and not sealing all the way all the time. So, uh, <clears throat> I got me like six of those big bags. They had like a black Friday deal where if you buy five, you get the next one for free. Okay. And I got the real big one so I can really fit a lot of stuff in there. Uh, I got, uh, a pellet or a, yeah, a Pelican, uh, case. For my electronics, yep, a lot yep. of people will cut the foam out so you can yep. just set the head units in there for storage so they're not always sliding around. I usually don't always keep them on the boat all the time. Funny thing about that is Emily ordered me one on Black Friday deal, and it never shipped, and it never shipped. And she's like, well, she ordered from Harbor Freight, and she's just like, what the, like, what the hell's going on? So she calls them, and the lady's like, oh, yeah, you know, it says that it's like, like, it hasn't shipped yet and stuff like that. And Emily's like, well, it is a Christmas present. And I ordered it way back when. She's like, you know what? We'll send one out to you right away. Sent one out. <clears throat> like, she got it like a couple days later. All of a sudden, the second sudden, one showed up. All of a sudden, she looked the other day. And all of a sudden, it's just like, the other one will arrive on <clears throat> December 26th. Sure enough, today, no box shows up. I was like, well, check your credit card thing and see if they charge you for two or one so <laughs> got the old two for one buy one get one deal and you know i got some jigs and yep you know my nieces and nephews got me some gloves and uh some you know uh berkeley power bait stuff so nice how about nice. you did you get some fishing gear or? i actually did not but uh what i did get that i'm pretty jacked up about uh it's it's like a fleece vest but it's a heated vest oh you nice know, you, you plug the little battery pack in and uh, it, it's kind of weird. Kayla's like, you know, well, what do, what do you think you want? And I'm kind of thinking, and all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? I, I want one of these heated vests. And she's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. She's like, you're, you're serious. That's what you want. And I'm like, shit, yeah. That's what I want. Well, when are you ever going to use that? I'm like, any time I could ever get cold. Right. You know, like, yeah. honestly, I, I'm just, I'm kind of looking forward to it already, like, next fall. Sitting outside watching football games. Yep. You know, nice like, vet. How, like how many times in that November, how many times in those November games do we sit there and freeze our freaking asses off me, you, Jeremy K and, yep. and, uh, you know, topper and JP and whatnot. We all sit there and watch these high school football games and freeze our freaking asses off. And I'll be able to throw that heated vest on and just have mm-hmm. that underneath of your coat. And, yep. and you know, it, it, say you get warm. Turn the side of the gun off. Turn no big off. deal. Right. One nice thing about it, too, is then you don't have to layer as much either. Yeah. You know, like sometimes we're out there looking like the Stay Puff Marshmallow yeah. Man, too, because got so many layers on. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, maybe get it out ice fishing sometime. You know, maybe it'll be a, uh, I'm outside scooping snow oh, on right. it. Who, who knows? But uh, um, the coolest part about it is, well, if I, if I get warm, I turn it off. I, I can wear it out there. And never turn it on if, yep. if you know if I if I don't need to, but I don't know. I, I I'm kind of 
kind of secretly, I, I feel like that is officially, I've, I've officially like became like the basic dad when, when <laughs> like, you know, the heated vest is like, you know what, I'm, I'm pretty pumped up about that. But, uh, um, got, got a couple other little things, uh, got a new flannel shirt, you know, got, got some of that stuff, but, uh, um, no, it was good. Uh, had some, had some prime rib. I was just going to really, say, let's talk about the brass tacks, the real stuff yep, here of Christmas. Pretty, pretty Ricky, my brother, pretty Ricky, uh, did himself, uh, did out, out did himself on the, uh, on the prime rib. We had prime rib, uh, like a twice baked potato. Mom made, uh, some killer cool corn, had the Oreo fluff salad, you know, charcuterie boards, the, oh man, it just... We were rocking. Yeah, we were rocking. That's we had prime rib too. Emily made up a good prime rib. Uh, had some like garlic toast with it that she put like that. garlic butter. That I was like, like that. That was damn good. A little like side a Caesar lot. salad with it. Uh, one of to mom and dad's on Christmas Day. Dad made some of his homemade chicken noodle soup. Mm. And it's, uh, I mean his, you know, he does the homemade noodles. He makes them himself, oh, yeah. and it's just. You know, it's kind of brings you back to your childhood when when you sit down yep. and have a bowl of that. So, and then you know, you just snack all day. We have a bunch of other snack yep. foods and just kind of graze. Yeah, I had a food baby basically all weekend. So. Oh, same here. Some yeah. people might. It's a good, it's a good thing we don't have ice because I don't know if if we did have ice, if it'd hold me up right now. So. I'm not gonna lie to you. Christmas Eve evening, we 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 go to church uh, candlelight service at five thirty to six thirty. Got done. Went over to mom and dad's frozen pizza smorgasbord. Mom did up five frozen pizzas, and oh, that's, that's what awesome. we got. And I was pretty jacked up about that. Like, oh boy, now, now we're really in my wheelhouse. But uh, um, with frozen pizzas, with talking about frozen pizzas, uh, uh, last week we talked a little bit about uh, how Tony Mariotti, uh, we were trying to get him lined up. Uh, um, he had heard Kyle Lynn uh, do a little smack talking about Tony's pizza roll cooking. Uh, Tony had reached out to us and said he needed to come on and defend himself. Um, tonight it works. Tonight we got Tony Mariotti. Uh, I'm assuming we're going to talk pizza. I'm assuming we're going to talk fishing. Uh, I'm pretty jacked up to uh, to have him on. Matt and I, uh, this, is, this is one of those guys that Matt and I have talked about a long time. We kind of got a list, you know. Um, you know, and obviously you just can't go right on down that list. That's not how life works, but, uh, pretty pumped up to get Tony on. So, uh, without further ado, we're going to cut over to him and we're here today with Tony Mariotti. Tony, how are you doing? I'm doing great guys. How are you guys doing really good tonight? Doing really good. Uh, uh, Tony, uh, if you've ever listened to the show before, uh, you know we like to get uh, the interview started off with a couple of random questions. Uh, first and foremost, I want to know, uh, what was your first vehicle? My first vehicle was a 1984 Dodge Charger. Hatchback 5-speed. When you hear Dodge Charger, you think of the souped-up muscle car. This was not no. that. This was a hatchback two-seater with a fold-down back seat. Uh, it was not beautiful, but it uh, sure was economic on fuel. Yep. <laughs> and, and and it gave you a little freedom, right? That's right. Yep. That's right. Back when gas was probably about like 75 cents a gallon or something. Ooh. 88 cents at five dollars on monday would get me through all week long <laughs> isn't that crazy that yeah. is just wild it truly is yeah all right i guess mine is going to be uh if they made a movie about your life who would play you oh boy um 
the actual person who would play me would probably be Adam Sandler. Or at least I would hope. <laughs> All right. There ain't nothing wrong with that. I was thinking you were going to say like Vin Diesel or something. <laughs> I was hoping for like a young Bruce Willis. <laughs> Uh, and I was thinking more maybe Jason Mitchell or maybe a, uh, a very aged uh, Craig Euler or somebody like that. I mean, I'm a pretty simple guy, so it wouldn't take much to play me. I, I like that. Yep. I like that. All right. Uh, one, one more that's going to lead us into our next part of this interview. Uh, I want to know, does Tony Mariotti think pineapple belongs on pizza? Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> and I, I, I get passionate about that. The only way to ruin a pizza is to add pineapple. Okay. I agree with you. Okay. Yeah, down down in this part of the country, uh, boy, you, you I, I don't think there's anyone that's in the middle. No. Nope, you're you're either. either all the way for one or you're all the way for the other. No. You don't get many. Well, you know, it all depends if I'm in the mood for it. <laughs> yeah. Nope. You can give me anchovies. You can give me, uh, you know, I think I take raw minnows over uh, <laughs> pineapple on pizza. Are, are, do, do you like pineapple? I love pineapple. It's a delicious fruit. It just does not belong on pizza. I, yeah, I agree with I, that. I, I can go along with that. I'm, I, I'm, I'm one of those people that can go either way, but uh, I, I, I get it if, you, if you're not for it. Um, so so let, let's kind of set this up here. Uh, uh, three, three interviews ago, three episodes ago, uh, we had Kyle Lynn on, and Kyle Lynn was flapping his gums about uh, how, how Tony Mariotti cooks pizza rolls. And uh, uh, Tony Mariotti sends the Facebook page uh, a message to and says, hey, I need to defend myself here. Uh, I'm, I'm not going along with what Kyle has to say. Uh, Ky- I, I believe Kyle said that you like to cook your pizza rolls for five minutes at 400 degrees. But before we dive into that, uh, I, I want to set this up even a little bit farther. Tony, have you ever worked at a pizza joint? You know, I ne- I have never. Well, I take that back. In college, I, I worked at a Domino's Pizza delivering pizzas. I've oftentimes thought if I ever make it in life, that's what I'm going to do is open up a little side gig. And I actually do listen to this podcast. And I was coming home from the St. Paul Ice Show, had an episode to catch up on, and I, I was going through my whole repertoire of podcasts that I listened to. And I came across this, and all of a sudden you were discussing me, and my name got brought up, and I thought, oh boy. So I went home, and I did make a separate, brand new pair of concrete shoes for Kyle Lynn, because I don't like being talked about. Well, you didn't have to use much concrete, because he's got tiny feet. (laughs) Very true, but uh, I also have have to correct you in your... uh, in your guidance of what I suggest for pizza rolls, it is not 400 for five minutes. I have my pizza rolls perfected. It is 425 for six minutes. Then you turn the oven off, turn the oven light on. You keep the door shut for roughly four minutes. And when you hear or see the first crack or pop, that's when you quickly take them out and set them on your counter for about eight minutes, unless you want to burn the roof of your mouth. And uh, I will then tell you how I perfected my pizza roll craft. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 hold on. Four twenty-five. Five, six minutes. Six minutes. Shut the oven yep. off. Shut the oven off. Turn the light on. Turn the light on. And you wait. Were you taking notes over there, Matt? Damn right, I was taking <laughs> notes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you and then you wait until you see the first one oh, no. crack. 
about four minutes. About so four. you shut that door for four minutes. If you go over the four minute mark, you want to pop the door open, let that heat escape. Okay. This is this is this isn't something you do willy nilly. I mean, you're either all in or uh, you don't get to enjoy your pizza rolls the way I enjoy pizza rolls. So so what I mean is are they are they kind of soggy yet at this point? I feel like four twenty five for like eleven total minutes that we're kind of going to be dealing with some soggy pizza rolls. Is there a little oh, bit of crunch to them? They are crunchy. The inside still like lava, so you might have to bite the corner, you know, to let the yep, steam yep, escape. Yep. But, but I was a single man for many, many years living in the middle of nowhere, and uh, I lived on pizza corner pizzas and tortino, or yeah, Totino's pizza rolls, and I can't tell you how many hours I spent watching that oven, waiting for my pizza rolls, and uh, I will put that recipe against anybody else's for the perfect bachelor pizza roll. So, I mean, how, how did you decide... When, when you've got some pizza rolls in there, like, uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to shut the oven off here a second. I mean, did your power go out once? And all of a sudden you were like, whoa, that worked? <laughs> like, what? How did, how, how did that come about? I would guess it was probably after eight to ten beers on a random Saturday night that Tony was a single guy living in the middle of nowhere, and my first batch of pizza rolls maybe got burnt, and then I became obsessed. And so I, I went through another third of the bag, and you know this time only half of them got burnt. And, and over, over many trial and errors, I, uh, I perfected what I like to say is the perfect way to cook pizza rolls. That's basically how all perfect things came about. Eight to ten beers in. Eight to yeah. ten beers. So I was eight to ten beers in. And, yep. Yep. That's, uh, it was probably 30 years ago, and uh, man, I used to be a lot of fun. <laughs> you're, I, you're, you're preaching to the choir here. Both Matt and I both don't drink. So, I mean, you, yeah, we, we know how much fun we were and we know how much fun we are now. <laughs> Boy, has it changed. Absolutely. Yep. I think, and I think anybody that's ever eaten a pizza roll or even a frozen pizza has burned the top of their mouth multiple Every damn times. time. You know, it's going to be like, just like, like you said, like lava on the inside, but you're just like, okay, maybe they're all right. You know, and it's just like, Nope. Nope. You do the reverse blow. You the start... reverse blow. Yep. <laughs> my my wife constantly shakes her head and just says, "I, I are you really that dumb? You knew that was going to be hot. Why did you eat that?" Yep. And yep. I okay. Sorry. It's kind of like the dog that chases the car all the time. It's just like only one bad thing's going to happen if you keep chasing that car. But you know what? We just keep biting in those pizza rolls. Got to prove it to ourselves. <laughs> Yep. So again, when I heard my name, I I had to reach out to you guys and say, "All right, this is I've got to I've got to defend myself against Kyle here and at least tell you how this came about." He had posted on Facebook, and this is even this was probably four or five years ago, where he had posted and said something to the effect of, "You know, how do I get these pizza rolls to turn out?" And I said, "Oh boy, I know how to answer this question." And so, <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's the one thing about it. Profit. He was like, he was talking about how good your pizza rolls are. It wasn't like he was throwing shade at him or anything like that. He, <laughs> he, he was, he was very complimentary on you saying, this is how you got to cook them. So otherwise most of us, we cook them too long. And like you said, you yeah. have all the inside of it on the outside of it. So. But this, the, this show has a rule that you cannot be complimentary of Kyle Lynn. Well, no, no, I'm so, not giving Kyle any compliments. Yeah, no. so. yeah. Thank please, God. Please don't. I, uh. <laughs> I don't want to be the downfall of the dirtbag nation here. So, uh. <laughs> exactly. 
I will get a Snapchat tomorrow morning at about 6.30 yeah, so of Kyle I. driving to work. Saying and he'll be listening time, to this right. part. And, you know, so, so take this one step farther into pizza. Uh, Tony, what is your favorite frozen pizza? You know, it used to be it was 100% Pizza Corner and, until the big the big controversy and the big change. Right now, if you went to my freezer and well, I could look right now, I would say there's probably four brew pub lots of matzah oh, yeah. pizzas in there. It's they're about they're about as solid as a pizza as you can get for you know they go on sale for two for eleven dollars and uh, I stock up. Yep. Now I saw that they had uh, that that brew pub's got a new kind called like the MVP. Yeah, I had that the other night. Is that pretty solid? It was, yeah, it was pretty good. I think I could get after them. Uh-huh. So this one, yeah, the MVP. Uh, oh yeah, jalapeno. we're digging in a deep ha- freeze right yeah. now. That's what I'm talking yeah, the, about. <laughs> the jalapeno popper whoa, MVP whoa. is the top pizza in my freezer right now. Uh, jalape- I haven't tried it yet, but uh, I will. Scott's already sweating. Yeah, when you no. said jalapeno, Scott started sweating over here. Throw so. that thing in the trash. <laughs> oh, no, jalapenos are for breakfast. You get habaneros, then that's the late night snack. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. That'd, yeah. Re- that'd wreck my whole entire week. Scott looks like he's in a sauna right <laughs> yeah. now. So. Okay, I want to know uh, what, what does Tony Mariotti think the best pizza joint in Minnesota is? Oh, it's t- very, very uh, dependent on, on the mood and what you're wanting. If you're talking overall delivery chain, no better pizza than Godfather's Pizza. If you want uh, a taco pizza, Godfather's has the best. I love the hot stuff pizza with the onions and the jalapenos and the hot sausage. If we're talking gas station pizza, there's nothing better than Casey's. If we are talking a fun random chain pizza, you got to go with the Zorba's chain. Uh, it's it's a little bit pricey at times, but uh, for kids and and big groups, it's kind of a, a old reliable for us. And if we're talking, oh, just want to go out and and try something. Rocky Rococo's is pretty tough. Devani's out of St. Cloud, tough to beat. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm a pizza connoisseur. If you can't tell, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like that. Was that one Rocky Rococo's? Yeah, and then Devino's, yeah. like, <laughs> some bitch. <laughs> that is freaking pizza right there. <laughs> Uh, that's right we gotta we gotta cover all the bases and yep. so yes i have my favorites of, of all sorts yep you ever had any good pizza like at some bar you've been out ice fishing all day and and you you head back to the local watering hole and and uh they just got some killer pizza you ever had any of those or, or not none yep. that really you can remember so many of them if you stop in for the bar pizza you know up, up in this area it, they just serve the great north pizzas um Again, a great frozen pizza that uh, guy can throw in. Um, but no, I can't think of any coming out of the Boundary Waters a couple times. We've we've hit the Pizza Hut and Ely or whatever that is, and after not eating for five six days, real food. Yep. That, that pizza tastes <laughs> wonderful. But uh, no, I, I nothing else uh, right off the top of my head. Right on, right on. I think you could put some pizza sauce and cheese on a. A flip-flop and after yeah. you've been in the boundary waters for five days and it tastes pretty damn good 
We, Absolutely. We stopped at the Culver's, and I think it was Grand Marais or somewhere there, and dear God, it was the best thing I had ever had. <laughs> ever had. Yep. Each, each time I've eaten there, it's the best pizza I've eaten in, uh, in at least five days, but uh, <laughs> yeah. it certainly seems like a hundred. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, l- l- let's talk a little bit about fishing, Tony. Uh, has fishing always been a, a major part of your life? You know, it has uh, in some in some degree. I grew up uh, in Fergus Falls, uh, just south of Detroit Lakes. Grew up in the Ottertail Lakes area, and I I have a dad who was diehard fisherman. Um, you know, he was a musky fisherman before anybody was fishing for muskies. And back in those days, if he'd go out and cast all day long and he saw a fish, it was exciting. Um, he he was a good walleye fisherman. We we ended up we had a cabin. Uh, that he and some of his buddies kind of all went in on, and this cabin up on Cass Lake, or actually right in Pug Hole between Kitchy and Cass, which is a phenomenal walleye fishery. Um, early season, it's it's a place where people, you know, the, the boats are stacked in that Pug Hole, and people catch a lot of walleyes. And so I grew up having some of, some of those opportunities. Um, I also learned in a, a quick hurry, when you're 8, 10 years old, I didn't enjoy sitting in the boat all day while dad casted for muskies. And I, you know, by nine, 10 o'clock, I'd say, I'm tired. I want a snack. And he'd say, Oh, just crawl underneath the dash there and have a little nap. And we're talking a bass boat. So I actually, a lot of my interest in fishing went away until I kind of got out on my own. I went to college in Bemidji, um, met some like-minded individuals and started doing a lot of fishing. And that rolled into, um, just kind of my passion for the outdoors where I was fishing and hunting and doing a lot of things in college. And so I was fortunate to grow up with a family that did a lot of fishing that shared that opportunity. But for me, it was almost overkill at a young age and it took kind of getting out of it before I wanted to get back into it. Huh? Now, now I was listening to an interview that you had done, I believe with buddy signer on the fish stories. Uh, and, and, uh, you were talking about how, uh, uh, the first time that you got invited to that uh, to that buddy's cabin up there for fishing opener, you know that that was kind of a rite of passage. And I think you said that you and a friend of yours would sit out on the dock and cast until four a.m. while your dad and all of his buddies were inside playing cards and whatnot, and then they would go out fishing in the morning, and you guys would be sleeping. But uh, I mean that that's a Minnesota deal. I mean there's there's nothing more Minnesota than than going to the buddy's cabin for for fishing opener. I mean that's that's crazy. Uh, just it, something it really you know was. from Iowa. You know that for me personally, you know Matt grew up with a fishing opener, but but for me in Iowa, it's just not anything that I even ever experienced. Right. Right. And and this was something. I mean, you know, we had the opener and back in high school it wasn't a big deal but then my dad would always go with his buddies and i mean i would watch that week before you know fishing opener of the camaraderie these this is before you know cell phones and text messages and my dad would have a list sitting by the phone because his buddies would call and you know so Daryl's picking up uh, eight pounds of pork chops and Jim's picking up, you know, 15 pounds of cheese and Gary's going to bring the chicken and, and Rod's bringing four cases of beer. And I mean, I remember this, this excitement and I would, you know, dad, can I come with dad? Can I come with? And, and he always said, when you're 21, you can come with. And I, and uh, having kids now, I get it. I get the, <laughs> yeah. uh, give me some yeah. dad time. Yeah. And, then when I went to college, um, I was in college, and geez, dad was at the, at his 
you know this cabin that all these all these guys went in on and they took care of this cabin for for an older lady who had a house on the property and in exchange they got to they get to fish there and so i was in college and it was probably my second or third year when i said can i come and you know what he said you're in and everything got split you know everybody pays the same amount and whether somebody was bringing you know 30 pounds of t-bone steaks or somebody else was you know a vegetarian everything at the end of the weekend got split bait costs and uh, i learned in a hurry yeah just that excitement where they'd all sit inside and play cards at you know now it's 10 30 11 o'clock and you know me and my buddy at one point came with we would just be anticipating the opener and we'd carry our fish up to the the window and knock and hold up a fish and they'd give us the thumbs up and and go right back to it and indeed we would sit out there until we either had everybody's limit or or if we were too tired we'd go to bed and then they'd get up in the morning and you know they'd head out and fish and then we'd we'd go to bed and when they came in at nine ten o'clock for breakfast we'd all get up and have breakfast and do it all over again just great memories huh now, now you guys also do a, a hunting cabin where where a bunch of you guys get together too, don't you? Yeah, it's, we don't have a huge crew. Uh, my brother and I, uh, we own some land by Laporte, Minnesota, which is just south of Bemidji, and we've kind of turned it into our, our deer camp. And again, uh, as my son and daughter are getting older, now you know they're they're wanting to spend the youth season with me, and so they're doing it. And I look forward to the time when when my son my daughter's not really into hunting she she loves to come with and, and watch um but I, I look forward to that time where they want to go up to the deer camp and experience those things and you know it's, it's coming it's coming quickly and uh, I, I just can't wait you bet yeah it's the, those traditions like that i mean that's kind of really what it's all about i mean we all kind of have grown up you know maybe our parents or grandparents have got us into it but like you know like scott said I can always remember anticipating that opener and at midnight we were going, you know, we were going to be at the lake and we had to get there a little bit early to beat other people to the spot on shore. Uh, we, we would, we'd sit there. And then as soon as that clock hit midnight, it'd be like, all right, lines in, here we go. (laughs) So there's something special about it. I know. And, and, and as my son, my, my son's 12 and you know, even now, it was just, you know, I suppose five weeks ago, he had a buddy spending the night and it was, it was, you know, bedtime. It was a weekend night, but it was nine, nine thirty, And he came up from downstairs and he said, dad, you take me to one of your secret spots. And I said, it's nine thirty. He's like, I know, but I told Parker about that spot where I caught that 25 incher. And I, you know, part of you says, no, it's bedtime boys. And then the other part says, I can't believe you're asking me to take you and a buddy because we're not that far away from you not liking me or not wanting to hang <laughs> yeah, out. Again. So yeah. There it was at 9.30 at night, me pulling out the, the rods and running down to a you know what he deems a secret spot where he caught this big walleye. And, yeah, I, I, I love doing that kind of stuff. Heck, That's yeah. Awesome. Heck, yeah. Is, is there one fishing memory that really sticks out from your younger years, Tony? Uh yeah, probably um, open water fishing on Cass Lake. Um, I I've got a great memory, and I've got a, 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 a horrible memory, or not a horrible, but I remember being out one day with my brother, and he had j- and my dad, and my brother had just gotten a brand new Boy Scouts of America fishing rod, you know, a little four footer with a Zebco reel, and we're out there and we're fishing, and and my brother's bored, and he says, "I'm done," and my dad looks and says, "Oh no." we're out here you you get your bait in the water you know we'll at least 
control with with your bait in the water. And no sooner had my dad reset it that uh, the rod went ting, 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 and over and down into the depths, and he lost that rod. And, oh, the the misery of my brother, the, the guilt of my dad, that one was a horrible, horrible memory that I still think about when – Anytime I, I start, you know, one of my kids wants to quit fishing or go in, I, I don't make them throw it around anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, I also have that first memory of probably being 17. I had that Dodge Charger, and I remember the first time I left my house, and I remember I had my fancy jean jacket on, and I went all on my own and fished a bay from shore, and I caught my 15, at that time the limit was 15 crappies, and I caught 15 crappies without any help from anyone. And I remember coming home with that bucket full of fish, stinking up in the back of the hatchback, and my dad being so impressed. And everything about it was a cool experience. And, you know, where did you catch these? How did you do it? And you could see, you know, just how proud he was that, hey, I went out and I did it. And uh, I still remember him grabbing the knife and coming outside and filleting all 15 of those crappies as he wanted me to rehash where I was doing, what I was doing. And definitely a cool memory. That is very cool. That always is. There's something about that first, like kind of that solo mission or like maybe you and a buddy going, not with your, with your dad. And, you know, you, you have that success and you come back. And I mean, it's just big dick swinging as you pull into town. (laughs) It's just like, I mean, you're the cock of the walk. I mean, there's just something about that. I, I can remember that, too. Like, my brother and I, there was a little lake close to our hometown, and Dad would always take us there. And the first time him and I went over there by ourselves, and, again, we caught a limit of crappies, too. I mean, I can remember we were down to one crappie that we needed, and we were down to one middle, and it got <laughs> caught, you know, got caught it up in the tree. And I had to climb up this tree over top of the water to get our one last minnow. So we could yep. get our last crappie. I don't know how that branch held on, but it did. <laughs> I should end up in the water, but I mean, yeah, there's just something cool about it. Oh, you you, you got to kind of prove it to yourself, you That's know. Like it's a like a rite of passage. Yep, yeah, yep. It's kind of yeah. And it was. I my my mom tells the story of me and the neighbor girl when we were you know six seven. We lived right across the street from a lake, and all the neighbors would let us fish in their backyard. And my mom still tells the story of how at one point her and the neighbor the other neighbor mom had to come in and cut the back pockets off of all of our pants because the neighbor girl and I had gone down and we had caught sunfish. Well, when you put a sunfish face down in your pocket, when you go to pull them out, they expand their fins and uh, they don't come out very easily. So they had to cut all the pockets off our pants to get, uh, to get the fish out of them. And, and we were so proud of ourselves for bringing these fish home. But uh, another great story that, yeah, just gets brought up a lot. And just saving them for later. That's right. <laughs> At least she didn't put one through the washing machine. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So so was ice fishing a, a part of your uh, early life, or was this Mason mainly just open water? A lot more open water. Um I, I got into the ice world. My dad did a lot of spearing. Um, my grandparents actually owned a resort for a period of time. Really? And even at the resort, it was it was spear houses were out. It was about snowmobiling. Um, so, no, the ice fishing wasn't a real big thing until you know, I got to college. Again, it was being in that Bemidji area. There were so many outdoor-minded people. There were so many lakes. There were so many things that... I enjoyed about uh, about living up in the North Country. Um, when I graduated, then I went on and I was a school teacher. Spent uh, 
some time teaching sixth grade and I loved it. Uh, I was in Northern Minnesota and in the middle of nowhere where I, I had to go 42 miles to get groceries really. Or, you know, if you wanted to take a girl on a date, it was 90 miles to Grand Forks or 90 miles to Bemidji. Wow. Um, to do laundry, it was 43 miles. I mean, it was, everything was a ways away. And so it was awesome for me as a single man. Um, it became less awesome as I got older, but uh, I, I got big into the hunting world where I was working with, uh, you know, we'd go grouse fishing or grouse hunting and we'd go uh, up to Lake of the Woods on the weekend and fish, but the majority of my time was spent hunting. Um, I got into bear hunting and I started guiding bear hunters and it was it was truly the infancy of the internet at the time where you know talk forums were just becoming a thing and, and fishing minnesota was out there um one of my bear hunters came up and realtree.com realtree at the time was starting these talk forums and and realtree had this deal where if you bought a hat off the website that said realtree.com you could enter your photos from the year into some contest uh, long story short, one of my hunters had entered this contest. He bought the hat and he gave me one and said, all right, well, opening night, we shot three bears for three hunters. Um, he took a picture of wearing this hat and he submitted it to Realtree.com and he won the Realtree photo contest of the year, which, you know, I didn't understand any of this, but what it did was all of a sudden I started getting contact from these marketing guys at Realtree and, and people wanted me, you know, Hey, can, can we come up and bear hunt with you? Can we, you know, make sure you're wearing our stuff. Can we get you these blinds to use? Cause we don't have any footage of bears from the block, from the ground. And so it kind of rolled into that. Well, then that got me hooked up with, with some people that were doing television show out of North Dakota. So my world kind of went all hunting at that time. And those connections got me into somebody contacting me and said, hey, well, I know you're, you do a lot of hunting, but you're by Lake of the Woods. Can, can you help us get these fishing shows shot? And I dropped everything, and I would run up every weekend and try to do my best to, to learn whatever I could to give me this opportunity. And then uh, I remember still, I was in the shower, and Jason Mitchell called and this was a guy that i knew through the fishing world only didn't know him personally and he was calling me looking for advice on lake of the woods and we had a couple of successful outings and all of a sudden it just snowballed into getting opportunities to to share my passion share my knowledge share the the ice with these guys and it's just evolved from there so i've been super fortunate but yeah it all started off as a kid guiding bear hunters between uh, teaching and and the end of summer that's freaking awesome. That's cool. <laughs> really is. Yeah. Now, well, yes. I, I, don't, I don't know what, what you were like, but, uh, you know, I mean, when, when you've got Jason Mitchell calling you, you know, it, it's got to kind of be like, holy smokes, like this is freaking crazy. Well, and, and I, I wasn't going to share this part, but uh, Mitchell knows this story. So I literally, we're talking cordless phone days, not cell phone. I had a cordless phone. I had an answering machine and I was in the shower and you know, man about town, ready to go out on a Friday night, and my phone rings, and I look at it, and it says Devil's Lake, North Dakota, and I pick it up in the shower, <laughs> and I said, hey, this is Tony, and hey, Tony, it's Jason Mitchell from Devil's Lake, and so the first time <laughs> I ever was spectacular. Talked, the first time I talked to Mitchell, I was completely naked, which <laughs> I've tried to keep that pattern up now whenever I can in front of him, but he called me. 
and it was about an opportunity to get some ice fishing information about Lake of the Woods. And I, you know, looking back, Mitchell and I have become very good friends. And I, I've said, you know, I, I recall that because I, back in the day, I remember doing the trap attacks uh, and walking into Woodland Resort and there's Jason Mitchell and he's, we're going to be fishing against this guy and being so intimidated and so afraid, you know, as he's standing there and, as I've got to know him over the years, we, we laugh about that story a lot. But, yeah, the, I when Jason Mitchell called me, I thought, this is really something. And then the other I, I made it moment was I remember the first time a Vexlar box showed up at my house. And I was so excited. I'm opening this box, and it's got all this great stuff in it. And I remember pulling out that package slip, and it said, balance zero. And I thought, you have made it. Looking back, yep, it was a $300 Vexlar FL8 and, and a couple of promotional hats. But those are the little things that it's like, when when you hit that point, it was like, this is this is so cool. This is what I've worked for. This is why I'm out here working shows. That's why I'm, I'm doing these things to help out. And it was pretty cool. Oh yeah, no, no I, it definitely I, is. Yeah. I, I I know exactly what you're talking about. I Jace, Jason Mitchell followed our Facebook page, and I remember like I screenshotted it and sent it to about yeah. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I think the first time that we landed, uh, you know, messaged Dave Gens and asked him if he would be on the show, and yep, yeah, he'll he'll be on the show, and like I don't know, it was like a little third grade school girl, <laughs> just like <laughs> holy moly. I remember I remember being up. At the time, well, this is 20 years ago. I was dating my wife, and I got a call from some guys that were going to do a TV show up on Devil's Lake, and they said, "Hey, man, we we could use you, and can you be up here tonight at eight o'clock?" And I had a date planned with my girlfriend at the time, and we didn't have cell phones, so I got done. I was subbing at a school, and I got done, and I jumped in the truck and drove to devil's lake and and called my girlfriend when i got there and she's wondering you know what happened to me and i said well I, i'm i've got this opportunity and i remember driving around in a truck with zippy doll and dave gens called him and i remember trying to you know on a cell phone i didn't have a cell phone but i remember trying to peek over and, and try to get that phone number just <laughs> because that's dave yeah. gens calling and i i I to this day I, I still remember how amazed I was that Dave Gens is, is on your phone and and now too you know just how these connections come and Dave and his daughters have become good friends. Dave Dave's one of the few guys that's on the ice in this area right now because things are have been awfully sketchy and awfully tough. Yeah, well, let, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, there in the Detroit Lakes area, you know, current ice conditions. You guys, you guys got a pile of rain yesterday. We did. You know, I typically I do a rink for my kids in the backyard, and I, I filled it here when it was it was getting cold a few weeks ago. And yesterday, two sides of my rink collapsed, and I couldn't figure out what happened. Well, the, the rain has saturated the ground so much here that the frost is left in a lot of places, and literally all my stakes just pulled out. Wow. Um, we, we got over two inches of rain. Uh, lakes are rough condition right now. Uh, Dave, Gens and crew, they've been up uh, near Pinehurst. There's been a couple of fishing tournaments out there, a Pinehurst tournament. And guys have been doing well up on the North and South Twins, um, up, you know, 40 miles north of the DL. Uh, but this area, it's been tough. We don't have any snow. Uh, we've got a lot of water on the ice. And in all honesty, we don't have a lot of ice. Um, we were looking at 
Little Detroit was kind of my go-to, uh, where I've been telling people, if you really need to get out and scratch that itch, you can walk out um, right out in front of the pavilion, Zorba's, Lakeside, this this area right downtown DL, and you could walk out, there was eight inches of ice. Well, there have been fish houses, any fish house on the lakes right now, they are acting as bobbers because they are floating in the lake. Um, it, it's, it's sketchy at best. Could I get out and do some fishing? 100%. Could it, could most people get out if, if you're familiar with the lake? Um, you could. However, I, I've got a big rule about if I won't send my own kids or let my own kids come with me, I probably don't need to be out myself, and I'm sure as heck not going to send somebody else. And so right now, um, and you know, it's, it's only the, the end of December. I mean, we still have literally three and a half, four months of ice fishing to come. So I'm telling people right now, just hold off. Um, we're going to, we need to, we need four days of, of below zero temps and everything's going to change. Um, if we can get that before we get snow, we will be just fine. But right now the ice conditions, you're going to get wet. Your boots are going to get wet. If you're not, well, you, you can't go out without spikes on or ice cleats. If you uh, are, you're going to fall and even get more wet. Um, so, you know, things are tough. The fishing has been excellent. It's like early ice for an extended period of time, which is one of my favorite times. However, I just, when when we went from eight inches of ice to, you know, seven to six to five, uh, and now some of the shorelines are pulling away, it, it's best just to hold off for now. I, I yeah, agree. No doubt about that. Now, now I want to circle back to something that you mentioned there. Uh, you, you, you said it really fast, but uh, you said that you normally put up a rink uh, outside your house for your kids. We're talking an actual, like, hockey rink. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't want to say unfortunately, but I married a Canadian. And <laughs> uh, as much as I love fishing north of the border – when she came down here, she also felt we need to bring hockey into our backyard. So she she had an uncle who played some professional hockey, and, and hockey was part of her life where, you know, she talks about weekends for her. They were, they were running to Winnipeg to go watch her uncle play hockey, and that was just life. Well, I grew up drilling holes in ice, not skating on it. <laughs> And so I had my kids, I, I thought they were pretty much into fishing until the wife said, yeah, we should let them try hockey. And I've got a 15-year-old daughter, a 12-year-old son. They both play They both play competitive hockey. And so during COVID, when the rinks were closed, my wife also came up with the great idea that a good dad puts a rink up in the backyard. So I don't like to do things kind of half-assed. So when I, when I do it, I try to do things right. So... We, uh, after an evening of, I, again, it might have been one of those 8 to 10 beer evenings, we decided that we should get a bobcat out here in the morning and get this backyard leveled. And we now, since 2020, we've put in a 75 by 35 uh, backyard rink. Uh, we've got about 12 inches of water on the, on the deep end and about 5.5 on the shallow end. Um, we've got full lights so the neighbor kids can come and plug it in whenever I've got a X 600 thermal, uh, fish house that we use as a warming shack. We've got lights in that. We've got Mr. Heater. Uh, we've got a fire pit where I, I bring in a cord of wood each year and we never make it all the way through the season with a full cord. Uh, we keep hot dogs and marshmallows in 
the warming shack so anybody can come and start a fire um rule is lights out at eight o'clock on weeknights and 9 30 on weekends we don't bug our neighbors but uh yeah we put up a, a big old rink and it, it you know it's kind of one of those if you build it they will come because i sure complain about it a lot um but it's become one of those things that it's, it's a pretty cool memory. We've had we've had some awesome interactions with neighbors. Uh, one night we went down to the rink, or some kids came up and said, "What, what is this?" And somebody had, had stopped by, and they left a, an ice cream pail with a note. And inside the the bucket, it said, "We love to hear all these kids skating. Uh, for the next ten skaters, please take one of these and have an ice cream treat on us." And here they left ten five dollar gift cards to Dairy Queen in town. Nice. That's and cool. so <clears throat> it, it's awesome. And I love it when you know I'll get a random message from a neighbor. We we kind of live in a in a, a neighborhood that has. Uh, like three big loops in it. And I've had messages, you know, hey, could I bring my grandkids over to skate? Can we do that? And we laugh. We said, absolutely. In the shack, we've got we've got extra helmets, extra pads, extra breezers, extra skates. There's a garbage pail full of, of hockey sticks, all different shapes and sizes. And come on, come all. We love it. Um, but we sure would like a little bit of cold weather here so kids could get out there and enjoy it. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt about sure. that. I don't know. Maybe maybe we need to go up there and <clears throat> have some pizza and uh, and a skating party up there. Yeah, I, I think we just go up and like watch, commentate from the side, eat pizza and watch hockey. I will keep the pizzas and the pizza rolls coming anytime you boys want to get up. And I bet you we could even sneak away when they're done skating and get you on some fish. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm, that's I'm for what that. I'm talking about. So, so I, I gotta ask. Not that it's any of my business, but I've just, I'm, I'm, I've got my fingers crossed that there's some really cool story to this. But uh, you, your, your wife's from Canada. Is there a, is there a chance that like you met her on like some badass Canadian fishing trip or something like that? Like she was one of the dock girls. Uh, I would love to tell you about this time. Um, Just so, make yeah, up a she, story then. <laughs> I'm going to have to make this up 100%. So I was back in the bush. I was in northern Saskatchewan. I was up north of Saskatoon by Prince Albert, and I just shot a 220-inch mule deer, and I was trying to pack that thing out, and all of a sudden this little Plymouth cougar pulls up next, and this, this cute gal's driving, and no that did not happen My no keep it going keep it going <laughs> <laughs> oh i've had many fantasies that that's exactly what happened but she no. had a 12 pack of labats blue <laughs> <laughs> yep Molson, no she wasn't even a labats girl it was straight up Molson Molson. Ice. nice and uh no i uh i my wife was is a te- was a teacher we met through uh through mutual friends um but no she grew up in the city of Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Greatest name for a city ever. Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Went to school in Minot and has been down in the States for since college. Um, but no, she, uh, her family didn't grow up hunting and fishing. Um, I remember them, you know, I remember showing her some of my big deer and she was never impressed. And then I went up and, and visited with her parents and some of her parents' friends who showed me their hunting land. And all of a sudden, I wasn't impressed with my deer anymore either. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a whole different world up there. Um, I love going north of the border. I I don't I, I don't even hesitate to say if, if there's a way to make it work upon retirement, I think she would love to go back. 
and I know she would not have to pull me kicking and screaming. Um, cause I mean, if I run up to Tobin Lake, I got to pass right through Moose Jaw. If I got to, if I want to go up to last mountain Lake, uh, you know, some of these, some of these places that I love going, they, they are right on the way to the in-laws. So it, it definitely has, uh, worked out to my benefit at several times, but no, she was not a big hunter fisherman. Uh, her, her dad, uh, you know, I he laughs about because uh, I bring up all my fancy gear and I'll have everything ready to go. And he shows up with his 1989 uh, Aqua View and his uh, thumb-sized perch rod, and and he'll be jigging a five of diamonds with a bit of beef, and uh, he'll outfish me day in day day in and day out. Yeah, that's how that's how them old timers do it. Uh-huh. Uh, now, uh, b- before we let you go, Tony. Uh, um, you, you do a couple radio shows up in your area, right? Yeah. Yep. I have, um, like for, for, for listeners that are up there, uh, what are, what are those radio stations and when are they on? Sure. Well, I, I caught me, you caught me off guard here. I used to do quite a bit, um, with a guy who has gotten out of it. Okay. Um, I will okay. be on K fan outdoors. Uh, I, with Billy Hildebrand, I'm actually even going to be on this Saturday, uh, seven twenty in the morning. Uh, Billy's been great. He, he likes to know what's going on in this area. Um, I do a lot of stuff through Jason Mitchell outdoors, Jason, the JMO podcast, things like that. Frequent guest on there. And, uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm just happy to get on with you guys. And, you know, once, once we actually get ice and things start going well, I'd, I'd love to sit down with you again and, and actually talk, you know, what's working, where we're getting out, things like that. Oh, we'd, oh, we'd yeah, love, we'd to love have that. You got any, you got any trips planned for this year? Uh, well, Jason and I, uh, I don't know if, if you followed us on social media at all last year, but we did, uh, we did a couple trips out to Fort Peck last year. Um, first trip, we actually had 24 inches of ice and like 20 inches of snow, um, which is very rare for out there. Um, we had decided we were going to go after big pike and we caught some big lake trout we caught some big walleyes but the pike eluded us and so it was six days later he sent me a message and said hey man we need to seek our revenge let's go back well we got there that it was actually 10 days later when we went and we showed up to about 10 inches of ice and no snow and everything melting and on the way to the what he said was the resort we hit washed out roads so we ended up sleeping outside for a couple nights on cots and we fell through the ice uh, coming back well we wouldn't say fall through we chose to scoot our fat butts to the edge of the ice and jump in and <laughs> swim our way to shore so uh mitchell has reached out to me and said uh, i have i had some time this week and i reached out and said hey should we run up to tobin um I want to get up to Tobin Lake again this winter. And he had some stuff going on, but he said that we still have to get our revenge on Fort Peck. So I know that we're going to at least make one more outing. Hopefully we get things dialed in a little bit more. And I actually have uh, until New Year's, I've, I've got some time to work with. So if I can find uh, a buddy that decides we need to run north, I could see us uh, hitting Tobin Lake in the next two days, fish for two, three days and be back by Sunday. Um, nice we make it work however we can nice well uh, i i hope uh i hope maybe tomorrow or the next day you get a chance to uh to head up that way 
But. It's looking like it, especially if things are, are going to stay as crappy and warm as they are here. I'm going to just have to head north, and uh, there's something about big walleyes that I, I sure like to sure like to tangle with so we'll see what can happen you bet yeah it's not very often when we're in the end of december and the guys that we considered up north are saying <laughs> they got to go up north to get the ice i mean all of our stuff is wide open down here i mean yeah. there's people out there swimming in the lake the other yep. day nope <laughs> yeah uh thane jensen from clam actually called me today and said hey i've got i've got jim kasuda here i've got Men, you know he's mendota jim he's excellent perch angler and he said he he had a uh, trip planned to big stone lake and he's like, it's already paid for. They've got their cabin, and they can't ice fish. Uh, he said, can I send them up your way? And I said, yeah, if he's got a boat. Yeah. Um, I don't feel comfortable sending him out. He said, how far does he have to go? And I said, I check with Matt Brewer up in Bemidji and see if they've got anything. Um, because, yeah, we just, we just have to keep heading north because it's been it's been a crazy year. It has. Yeah. It is. Now, I, I looked yesterday, and it was freaking snowing down in Kansas, and it's raining <laughs> up in Minnesota. Yeah. but. Yeah, wild. Yeah. Well, we have 37 degrees right now, and she's been no sign of letting up with the rain. Nuts. All right, uh, Tony, we, we definitely appreciate you taking time to uh, to join the show, and uh, hopefully here maybe in a month or two uh, when things uh, straighten out and we're actually walking on the water, uh, we'll, we'll reach back out to you and have you on again. Perfect. I appreciate it, Scott, Matt. Uh, anytime, I, I love the show and keep on doing what you're doing. Well, appreciate that. Yeah, thank you, man. Talk at you later. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. And that was Tony Mariotti, our guest on episode 247. Uh, this is a great interview. but don't It was. You, don't you think that we should have had, like, uh, like, I don't know, like, the Godfather theme playing <laughs> during the whole time or, like, the Sopranos? Do you think he'd be more of a, like, a Godfather, you know, the Godfather type or the sopranos type you think? i'm i'm not gonna speak <clears throat> on any of I'm this i'm not going he already no warned, you he already, already did you already about, did he already wore me about uh cement shoes online so i'm just i'm just saying uh i uh uh i i think tony's a great guy <laughs> I, I think i think he's good um you know i'm i'm not gonna end up on the wrong side of tony uh you and you and kyle you just you 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 see who can uh swim where the fish is better yeah exactly exactly but uh no that was a lot of fun a lot of fun definitely was uh oh yeah yep uh mail room uh you know here a few months ago whatever uh we kind of talked that uh we would throw it out there uh when any listeners um sent us something uh the other day i came home i see a box on my porch and it is from georgia uh one of our listeners jason kaup uh who sent us the turkey calls here a couple years ago with our logo on them uh, he decided to completely outdo himself and sent us up eight custom coffee mugs. And by custom, I'm talking we, he didn't just go on Vistaprint and, and get some, get some, uh, coffee mugs. Like these are custom handmade clay awesome. coffee mugs, all with the Midwest Angler podcast logo on them. Uh, some of them even got a little spot on the top of the handle for your thumb to rest on, which is super badass. Yep. And uh, they they are freaking sweet. I my my wife's been on me that I need to uh, take some pictures and put them on the Facebook page. I do need to do that. Um, 
I'll, I'm going to do that here in the next couple of days, but uh, they are freaking way badass. I, I I was so jacked up when I opened that up, and and you know at first you you see one and it's like oh my gosh this is sweet oh there's two cool one for me and one for Matt, and then three holy moly and and all of a sudden we got eight of them, and Jason said do with them what you want. Um, so I don't know I don't know what we're gonna do. Uh, uh, Matt said maybe he'd give one to his dad. I don't know. We got a couple coffee mugs, uh, coffee cups, coffee mugs. At what point is a coffee cup a coffee mug? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I would call them coffee cups. I think when it's like a mug is, I'm going to say a mug. Has a lid. Yep. Is that yep. what it is? That's what I was going to say. It's like kind of yeah. like one of them Then That we're thinking of like. Yep. Yeah, a coffee cup, like you want to sit down and have a cup of coffee. You're drinking a cup of coffee. A mug, mug has is a like lid, if though. you're going. Yeah. It's like yeah, nobody it's, says, it's let's, let's, yep. let's sit down and have a mug of coffee. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, you might sit down and have a pot of coffee, but uh, never say a mug. Like, I'm going to grab a mug of coffee and Have you out. ever heard anyone say, you can have you can have a coffee mug, but no one's got a tea mug. Nope. No, no one's. No one's. Do people take tea to go? Not, not that I know of. Not like hot like, tea. Like I, I'll literally, you know, take a cup of coffee if I'm, you know, driving over to Okaboji. I'll quick make a cup of coffee and, and take it to go. Like, they don't sell hot tea in the gas station. Nope, not that I'm aware of. My dad's a tea drinker. He is. I've never trusted him. <laughs> Ever since he told me that, it's like, you know, there's something off about you, Roy. There's something <laughs> off about you, and I can't put my finger on it. But but anyways, uh, these coffee mugs are super badass. And, coffee uh, cups. Yeah, coffee cups. They don't have lids. My bad. But uh, coffee cups are super badass, and uh, shout out to Jason for those. Uh, um, I'm I'm... I'm pumped. Cool. I'm pumped. Yep. Just gave Matt his right before we started recording this. But uh, good news story. Speaking of coffee cups, coffee mugs, how about, you know what, that, I got to read this once. I got to read this right here. This, is, this is even, card? no, this is from Jason. He says, uh, life's too short to drink your freedom brew from a paper cup while you were shopping online at Dakota Angler. Thanks for the effort to make the show each week. Merry Christmas, Jason. P.S. I was going to make a swear jar made for, or I was going to have a swear jar made for Scott, but I couldn't afford the clay. Uh, <laughs> I think I've done pretty good this episode. You I think have. I've maybe only yeah. had like one, maybe, yep. but, uh, maybe there's a swear jar coming down the pipe and, and, uh. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe every time I that's swear, i got to like, throw a dollar in there and we'll donate it all at the end of the month or something. That's kind of like a Mega Motor Christmas card right there. Got yeah, that was the, good. Freedom Brew, Dakota Freedom. Angler. <clears throat> that's yes. another one. Like, If you're a Mega Motor, like on your Christmas card, you're naming off all your, <laughs> all your sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Family's doing good. But I'd also like to say thank you to yeah. Dakota Angler. Been Freedom Brew, of- <laughs> Sabiato's Pasta, <laughs> yep, <laughs> and Cox Beef, and Cox Beef, and Cox Beef, of course. Um, nope, but good news stories uh, brought to you by Freedom Brew over in Larchwood, Iowa, the best, absolutely best coffee shop there is. Um, Austin and Brianna run. Um, I, I'm telling you, it, it it is truly the best. I you you got you got to drive over there. You got to experience it for yourself. Um, 
Just uh, just to drive up Coffee Cabin, Matt's right. You will not be disappointed. Um, my good news story this week, um, obviously, uh, those those coffee cups were were you know right up there. Um, but uh, I got uh, a new custom rod back during the Dakota Angler Ice Institute. Uh, I believe what what was he 12, 13, 14 oh, like 13 years old? Or Fourteen. Uh, we had a, a kid named Taden Jacobs who uh, entered a rod in the ice contest. Uh, really, really good job, um, you know, especially for a kid that age. But uh, that that rod held its own against uh, you know, no matter his age. Um, and and we did a little bit of talking, and I told him, hey man, you you build me up a rod. Uh, I want one. Uh, from you in my collection, and he did. And uh, so here this last week, uh, he sent it off to me. Really, really cool looking rod. Um, just fancy thread work, and and uh, just wild thinking that you know he is the age that he is. Uh, by the time he hits twenty five or something, it, it's going to be incredible. But uh, uh, pretty jacked up to get uh, to get that rod in my collection. And then uh, also a shout out to Ramrod. Uh, Ramrod, uh, did a European mount on that mule deer that I got down there at the Cox ranch. It is officially hanging up right in front of, uh, Matt and I right now, uh, looking real nice and good up there on the wall. Um, got one more deer to, uh, to add up to the wall there. My white tail last year from, from Nebraska yet. Um, I thought that I had uh, a kit coming like a plaque to put that on, um, Thought I had it on order, had it on order for, for a few days, and then they messaged me and said that uh, um, the order had been canceled, their inventory was off, whatever. So I ordered another one, uh, got the antler sitting out at my brother Eric's place, but uh, that'll be coming, and then uh, then the deer wall will be complete until next year. Um, but uh, yeah, no, thank you to Ramrod for uh, the time that he had uh, going into the, the European mount. And uh, also thank you to Robbie Rembrandt. Robbie uh, does some European mounts. And uh, he called uh, Ramrod and I and said, hey, here's the secret ingredient that you guys are forgetting about. And uh, um, gave, uh, gave Ramrod a couple pointers on how to do it a little bit uh, easier. And uh, couple of the things that he said were true game changers and uh just just one extra ingredient to throw in there in the water and the the flesh just melts away from the skull yes yeah yeah leave it up to our two whose kids freaking shot a big old big old buck that ought to be your good news story tonight it is i mean him we've talked about robbie and his kids before and how we all just want to be one of robbie's kids so yep yeah i ain't calling him dad no even if there's a fire (laughs) (laughs) no uh i guess i got a my good news story is not only that but uh at christmas we were talking a little bit about podcasts or something like that and my niece hallie was just like i only listen to one podcast and that's uncle matt's podcast so that's what i'm talking about so i uh, thought that was pretty good news story i had to tell her thank thank her for that one uh, hallie's hallie's mics brands brands so she's got to listen to the brand sent us a couple snaps before well She's he's been listening to it on the ride home and she's sleeping. Say so, so hard to believe that a girl that smart came from Brand. No, oh, I know it's all from her mom's side. I that's believe for sure. that. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> but no, so uh, that would be my good no, new story of the week. And uh, for the fact that this is our last episode of 2023, heading into the new new year 2024. So that's crazy. It really is. That is crazy. But. uh 
as always, uh, we appreciate every single one of you guys uh, that listens to this show. Um, yeah. Appreciate uh, appreciate everyone who tuned in all of 2023. Uh, I guess there's nothing left to say, but uh, we'll see you guys next year. That's right. All right, later. <laughs>